Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Yeet, my dog. Yeet. Yeet, my dog. I greet thee with a yeet, my dog. Today is Wednesday, October 12th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. Hey, man. Man, how you? Where the jams at? Huh? Where the jams at? Oh, they right there. There we go. Yeah, man. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't do this without the Jammington. I'd say need that. Got to have it. Yo, what the what the deal, man? How you feeling? You know, uh, feeling a little accomplished. I feel even more accomplished when them deposits hit. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a good it's a good week for kids from Oak Cliff. Bam! I mean, it's, it's the the mayor, the mayor, the mayor has been campaigning with the future governor of the great state of Texas because, bitch, Texas. Yes, yeah, exactly, Texas. Uh, we we typically don't do politics here, and we try to keep this pink and bipartisan. But uh, yeah, bag Baggington Securitas, <laughs> Punto Comb. <laughs> man so that's direct a, deposit trumps all check check out Suave for mayor at Suave for mayor on all social media platforms to find out exactly what we're talking about but let's just say my saha my partner my co-host my friend my brother you dig is very much so outside and up in this bitch simultaneously Simultaneously, yes, simultaneously. <laughs> I have officially earned the hashtag political status. There is absolutely oh, oh. no arguing that shit now. <laughs> it's mine into perpetuity. You can suck it. <laughs> it belongs to me, not you, because you didn't do shit for it. I got out here in these streets and I bled this block, and so that I could call it my own. Come November, the conversation will more than likely be way different. Uh, Ron Murray will be heard anytime one of us or both of us step into any building. I don't care if it's a 7-Eleven, a quick trip, or a, a, a highway runway. Price just went up. Please understand. Fly, don't matter if it's the Amway, the Safeway, the Flying J, round the way. It don't matter. Burger King, where they let you have it your way. It's the prices just went up. It could be you way. It don't matter. Price just went up. It could be you way away from where you supposed to be. Way, 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 just went up man I'm, that, dot, that's, dot 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 
that's, com. That's all. That's all we can. Uh, no, comma com <laughs> or dot comma. How, comma, 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 chameleon. Yeah. Yes. Count these monies. Yesterday's price. How many? Yeah. How many monies would you like to withdraw? All of the monies. As much money as as the money bags get money. <laughs> Give me as many monies <laughs> as will fit in my many money bags. <laughs> Speaking of money bags, Saturday, WWE Saturday. put on Extreme Rules yearly pay per view. Premium live event as they're called now, and the the card, the card was decent on paper. The pay per view was just fun, straight up USDA grade A unadulterated fun. Kicking off with the brawling brutes versus Imperium, and an old fashioned Donnybrook match. And damn it, man, Sheamus is. Fucking money. Like, they set up an old Irish pub outside the ring and used everything around that hole. And just brutality. Like, the Brawling Brutes, they have the right name, they have the right catchphrase. It doesn't get any better than them delivering banger. After banger, after banger. I mean, who knew that just letting people who like to fight, letting them fight? Who knew that would work? Normally, that would just be broken pencil logic, but that's just logical, and it works. Like strong, okay. Would it be fair to say at least sixty percent of your your active roster can work strong style? Or actually prefers to work strong style? I mean I, it's, I we can we can we can sixty percent. We can name off the people on the card just from Saturday alone. Let's run them down. So Seamus, Ridge Holland, Butch, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanna Vinci. All six of them strong style. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey. Liv some, Morgan. Some form of it. Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan. Now, Liv Morgan, not a fighter, but she loves to take a nice, strong hit. I'm going to disqualify that statement. Just move, <laughs> move forward. Move on. <laughs> while, while we're on the, on the topic, Ronda Rousey is your winner. And new! WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. As she choked out Liv Morgan as Liv Morgan was smiling as she went to sleep. I don't understand. I, mean, I don't understand it. Like, you lose and smile, like... I don't know, man. It's I, foreshadowing. Look, if it was still the McMahon era, it would be the beginning of some type of kink fetish angle. But... But it's not. You... But it's not. At least we hope. <laughs> unless, unless you know, some couple people been hired back, or you know, possibly somebody else we thought would never have a job again get hired back. But um, it has to be a part of something. So we we're having a conversation in pre-roll about how potentially the OC might add a girl. Uh, my number one draft pick would have been Liv Morgan, but she could possibly be earmarked for something else. So. 
if that's the case with the OC, which we'll bring them back and we'll bring back bring them up again here in a minute. Who would you add to that mix if not Liv Morgan? Uh, tell you what, I let's can't look I at can't, our trusty roster. I can't think of anybody quote unquote cool enough to pull it off. Well, let's see. As I'm scrolling, uh, Alexa Bliss needs needs nothing to do with anybody else's angle for a while. She needs to rehabilitate. And com- needs to completely remove herself from Lily and Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. No, not no. Uh, no. Carmella. <laughs> uh, if I never see her on TV again, it'll be too soon. Damn, that's, that's a bit much. That's rough. Oh, so peep this. Charlotte Flair. With the OC? You should like it for the same reasons you're gonna you probably hate it. Championship pedigree for sure. Right. Um, she love she Uh-oh. loves she loves to work snug. If while we're on the topic of people uh-huh. who like to work snug, AJ, who <laughs> AJ had a bust had, had an exposed lip in a match with Samoa Joe. They, years ago they do have history they have history from the um mixed match challenge very true yep they were actually there they were tag partners back there then it it gives a different character dynamic to charlotte because it's always the i'm the queen you're beneath me promo like the the center ring with no one there for like 20 minutes it's like a triple h special mm. like if you just had if you just had uh, a water bottle and and some extra spit it would be like uh, it'd be the the Triple H combo meal, the number twenty seven. <laughs> you, but you have to get rid of the the extra um, pomp and circumstance of her entrance if you put her with the OC. Like she can't she can't be the top of the OC. She has to fit in with the OC. That's just my opinion. Carrying um, Cross, Drew McIntyre. If you as a fan or even as a as a detractor of this industry known as professional wrestling sports entertainment whatever the hell you want to call it, if you watch that any part of that match and say that what you saw was not real quote unquote slap yourself there is nothing unreal about the slap of leather onto the back other than how loud it is and the whelps that they leave both of those guys for sure on the snug list. Uh, by the way, Karrion Cross uh, wins the strap match. Bianca Belair, Bailey, two technically sound competitors. Your winner is still Bianca Belair. That was in the first ever ladder match for the WWE Women's Championship. And dear God, some of the 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 errant ladder spots, like tough as nails those women are as jr would say double tough finn balor new japan you know from ireland um defeated edge in an i quit match again snug and it gets no more snug than matt riddle seth freaking rollins in a pit fight match 
or fight pit match in which Daniel Cormier was a special guest referee who got physically involved, but not to the degree of which I had, you know, so inaptly predicted on the previous episode of the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. But man, what an aesthetic. Well, I mean, we didn't know he was going to look like a, a Foot Locker manager. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't know that. <clears throat> we didn't. We didn't know that. You know, DC was the. He's the manager that made you work open to close on Homecoming weekend and gave you no discounts, ever. Right. Right. Like you actually get thirty percent for working there. He won't allow it. <laughs> he done made up a whole different version of the handbook. No, you got to buy new release, George. You got to pay retail like everybody else. How? You better Sway? be you better be off or be able to work your shift if you want to be the one to stand in line. Even if that means you got to break the line to get out of line to go into and start your shift. That's that's the manager Daniel Cormier was dressed as during the uh, the fight pit match. <laughs> but I got to disagree on the whole snug part. Like which one? Which part? Um, Kuda, just the okay. No, nobody told Seth before he went to the ring that this was not a situation where you were going to be able to pull off the Shawn Michaels tribute match of the year candidate. <laughs> It's kind of hard to there do. No ropes. It's hard to do without ropes. It's hard to do with no true corner. Exactly. The the the, the weirdest part so, about this match is that he climbs up to the platform above the ring with no plan of getting down. Like you had a plan to get up there. Right. You, you had no plan to get down, which was evident by how he got That's down. The, remember how I said there were gonna have there were gonna be some things that have to that have to be ironed out about this whole thing that's <laughs> like there's there are some this is exactly what i was talking about there are some things about the presentation of fight pit that have to be ironed out before it's going to become a marketable specialty attraction match that's one of them but apparently nobody had that conversation with seth, seth before he went to the ring so he tried to work a match which made Riddle have to work, but Riddle's the real fucking fighter, so Riddle's supposed to unleash his air quotes real fight skill, right? And, and it showed. He's not supposed to be in there trying to work a wrestling match. He's supposed to show up, mouth guard, gloves, like it, like he's fl- having a flashback to his UFC days. And one of the most god-awful <laughs> spots for anybody to ever take was a backsplash from the top of the platform to the that was really fucking stupid (laughs) to the abdominal area of Seth Rollins and A Matt Riddle fucking senton squirrel into your ass first of all he got no air Riddle got zero air gravity oh no that was on purpose what with gravity no no had he had he jumped he'd have fucked himself off worse and he probably would have hurt Seth worse than whatever happened him not putting in the air under his jump that was totally on purpose that but, much i do see but he was a cannonball coming off that bitch that's where he misjudged it he came down with so much velocity gravity was not his friend <laughs> you, ever, you ever sat up on a concrete wall and decided to slide off 
and then you misjudged about how far it was down. Fam, listen, listen. A year and a half ago, that, that falls a little more. Ju- June that falls just a little bit more lengthy than you expected. June thirteenth of last year, I had the misprivilege of being super dad and jumping on a slip and slide, and uh, and I went back first. My old ass ain't realize that you you have to prepare yourself for a proper landing going back first on a 50 foot uh, 50 foot vinyl slide that's enhanced by dishwashing liquid and water probably the only thing that saved me from going to the hospital with a broken coccyx was the fact that the water under the underneath the slide had softened the ground just enough to allow me to bounce up to this day to this day I'm still getting up out of out of chairs gingerly and it's not because of my knees bruh Yikes. bruh imagine that in a canvas covering two by fours with about a quarter of an inch of padding in between the canvas and the two by fours at a height of about 10 feet that's riddle I know he's hurting at any rate and none of none of this was fucking necessary (laughs) Seth had two options here either play the coward that's running from Riddle the entire match until Riddle makes a mistake like punches a cage or some shit or just you know something clever then you take over and do your do your cowardly shit or you play the role where damn Seth actually knows how to fight so you do some of the the sparring back and forth and leg kicks and check kicks and trying to, you know, execute some ground and pound shit like that. But what this what we got, it was the last choice. That was the choice you weren't supposed to make and trying to work a match with no ropes. You're, and you're trying to work a modern match with no ropes. It's not like you're working a shoot fight, or it's not like you're working like uh, NCAA style wrestling. You're working modern style match. No and, ropes, and it's it, it's, ha- it's supposed to have the illusion of a shoot fight. And Matt Riddle did his damnness to 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 make it come off as if he's you know MMA on this bad boy because because he has the pedigree. It's obviously has the pedigree, but man. It, like we're we didn't, all, I, didn't I say that? Go ahead. I was like, didn't didn't I say he needed to look like an animal? He needed to rip. He needed to rip <laughs> Seth apart. He needed to look real. He needed to look like you know Riddle had a trigger button on. <laughs> he doesn't. It, so that was your best opportunity to show it. So this is he the, has no vicious streak. This is the first time we saw this in uh, on on a WWE card on a quote unquote main roster card. If you know, we see, you know what he looked like trying to jump off that second t- second level. <laughs> Randy the fucking Ram. <laughs> the the and and you know how many I don't know how many shots that uh, that Mickey Rourke took to make that happen, or even if it was a stunt double. But dear Lord, you are spot on for that one. And, Sam, and mind you, we saw this live. 
after the been different after the match after the splash from the uh, from, from WWE with the copyright lights go to black and finally the white rabbit reveals himself as Bray Wyatt which we knew was Bray Wyatt but no confirmations on anything until that night and the crowd ate it up and it was it was a really dope presentation to bring back Bray Wyatt. It caught lightning in a bottle twice. Let's not fuck it up this time. Fool me once, shame on me. Or is it fool me once, shame on you? Fool me twice, shame on whatever. At any rate, this is the second go round. Let's hope we get a better production or a better result, especially since we are one short from the original Wyatt family that we will unfortunately never get to see again. You got to make it better. It can't be the same. It can't be equal to. It has to be better than. Otherwise, it's a failure. What what this looks like is... Okay. I've only watched this return the whole package one time. And, and it's for a specific reason because I didn't want to keep watching it and start dissecting it too much. Just on first watch, what it looks like was Bray Wyatt was sent to hell, fought his way back out, and that coming through the door was him coming back. But what do we get? Do we get Bray? Do we get The Fiend? Do we get all things? I, I think we get them all. I asked you I a think, question. I think you, have Mick, I think you have Mick Foley. You have a modern Mick Foley on your hand. So I feel like you get all, any and all. I, I asked you a question on Sunday. Why it's six? Is it six people? If so, who? Or what is it? And you seem you seem to believe with your reply, which was, "Oh shit, I thought you were about to read it." No, I'm asking you uh, your words. Them shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying you got them shits right in front of you. Uh, so, uh, Wyndham Six. So instead, of, well, Wyndham slash Wyatt Six, six personalities: Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, Ramblin' Rabbit. Huskus Pig, Abigail, Mercy the Buzzard, aka I am six of the seven deadly sins. You got to figure out which one I'm not. This wasn't the seventh one, um, Vince. Gluttony, Bingo. or was Huskus Gluttony? Huskus is Gluttony. Okay. Vince is greed. There you go. There you go. But I mean, uh, it. I, there's no better way to explain it. You've caught lightning, lightning in a bottle twice. So let's not fuck it up. Whatever you do. So, so and I don't know if this is a part work or this is like just some sideways comments from from Seth's interview um, over across the water, where it's like. 
there's an internal feeling that no characters benefited from working with the fiend i guess the the idea of having this mad insane serial killer squash everyone or smash through opponents that no one came out on the other end looking better mm. and i'm like well that's kind of awkward seth because you're the most prime example like him going through the monday night messiah phase and whatever all the other shit that has snowballed him back into seth freaking rollins kung essentially fu kung fu panda basically Joker. right like he went right back to kung fu panda but just that whole maturation project process that took him from face to tweener to now this guy's a heel now he's he's lost his mind thinks he has a messiah complex then to he's just slightly imbalanced to full-fledged insane to now he's like the living embodiment of the joker cartoon basically sting without the uh the smeared face paint pretty much like you're you're bray wyatt's greatest success story <laughs> you're 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 the person that proves the theory you're pitching to be wrong like you he, have been you're no hotter you've never been any hotter than you are right now was it two no contests in hell in a cell that he Same has on his belt? Like, uh, he doesn't have two straight he doesn't have two no contests it's just the, 18 and 19 were two years where you didn't get a finish but the first the first no finish in, in hell in a cell history Mind you, we we saw Mick Foley go through and off a cage, off a cell, and we got a finish. We saw well, the the first no finish is eighteen when when Brock Lesnar takes the door off the cage and beats the shit out of everybody. We just go off the credits. <laughs> the first time there's technically like a DQ, and they no DQ nineteen, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what makes it more asinine. <laughs> All the shit you've seen for the last, for the twenty years before now, and now all of a sudden, we, we now we figured out a way to stop it. A man almost died twice <laughs> within a fifteen minute span. Oh man! <laughs> but you gonna call a DQ over some shit we can barely see through these red ass lights? We the public saw a tooth through with the nose and we got a finish but this but you know the- what I'm not gonna fo- <laughs> I'm not gonna focus on the bad things because good times have come back good times are back Uncle's in his bag you have lightning in a bottle for the second time Which- do not fuck this up which according I don't give a fuck what Seth says I don't care what I don't care what other uh, situation you want to use to try to discredit the character of either Bray Wyatt or the Fiend or any any of those people embody you do realize that this individual has something that nobody else on the roster not named Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes has an overwhelming amount of support from people who watch the product.
as we move forward though, as hey, hey, just don't fuck it up. As we move forward though, uh, they showed the package in in totality on Monday Night Raw, but no Bray Wyatt or Fiend sighting, which leads me to believe prior prior to reading it all over the internet that he's going to be a SmackDown exclusive talent, which is fine. That's okay. I don't need to keep reading shit like that. Like, I don't have to keep reading where someone's going to end up permanently prior to them going there. Which means, like, you don't have to report every fucking thing just for the sake of having clickbait. Like, I don't need to know... Future, future storyline plans like let me enjoy this shit in real time like of course the the cap the the, the comeback to that is or the clap back to that is don't click it if you don't want to know but by the time you see the headline it's already there there's nothing more than the headline that you need to read on most most of this shit any fucking way this is the part of pro wrestling becoming a becoming a, an issue covered like pro sports you're gonna have to deal with because something like that may have leaked out and it wasn't anybody actually in the building in Stanford. Because you have the USA Network and the Fox Network literally competing for every opportunity possible to have high level content, somebody at Fox needed to know that. Oh. So once that word got passed along to somebody at Fox, to them, they don't give a fuck about protecting air quotes kayfabe or keeping secrets. They're trying to get a press release out. Quickly quickly same day if if you told me before noon it's going out today now along those lines monday night raw starts off with a reunion minus one billy gun of dx um lots of adolescent humor lots of shit that in, in 1997 89 2000 2001 uh, in parts of 2002 have gotten many a child kicked out or suspended from school uh, language that has been edited since we are in a TV uh, or P- in a PG era, era for WWE. TV 14 has to be around the corner because they pushed the envelope. That's for damn sure. Um, a cock joke with rubber chickens that Ch- Triple H did choke a chicken on live television. Um, yeah, that's really funny. And then we, we, we have, it was essentially like, I, I think honestly, the bigger thing is with Triple H's um, retirement from his uh, his heart issues that he had. I think it was more important than ever to have Billy Gunn on that show. And that was a ball that was dropped that we can never pick back up. That was a one and done. That you had it. We had that one time to get it right. You missed it. Shame on <laughs> shame on whoever involved for not allowing that to happen. Hey. Ain't nobody shame on who you know who's responsible. There's only one Kano's. person. There's, there's only one person that could have made this happen or made it not happen. And there's only one person who is bipartisan in the entire situation. One person who could have made it happen, Tony Khan. The one person who's bipartisan in the entire situation, Billy Gunn. So Road Dog went on record saying <clears throat> Stanford tried everything they could to negotiate it. It just, it didn't happen. So obviously if Stanford's trying, there are concessions being made on that end. And if it didn't go through, that means those concessions were not recognized by the other side. 
So unless Billy Gunn comes out and says anything to the contrary, you know who said no. Now, here's the caveat. <laughs> go, go ahead, because I got one that goes with this. My caveat on Kanos is uh, some people might feel some type of way. I personally, I can't condemn him or congratulate. Like, you shutting down that play is totally within your rights, especially with what you say you think is going on and how you've been handled as of late. Is you perfectly within your rights to say, no, fuck you. Ain't, we ain't doing business shop closed. But just know when when air quotes wrestling fans, the people you do this for start looking at you like you shortstopping the play on better wrestling content, you're going to have to be able to deal with that backlash. It can't be just, you know, you're the fan. You're the you're the voice of the fans. Well, when you don't do the shit the fans are, are voicing to you to do, you got to wear that. And it, the irony of you saying that and Triple H, who is all but running shit for WWE, Triple H in the same show shows how diplomatic he can be. What am I talking about? Rumors floating around that the OC or the Good Brothers are heading back to WWE. The minute that I saw that, I knew on a season premiere, quote unquote, that they were going to show up. We also knew who they were going to show up with. That's not, that's never a mystery. Huge glaring problem here. Machine Gun Carl Anderson is the New Japan IWGP never open weight champion currently not former active and still if you will this man has a title defense coming up in November that has been billed and touted prior to Monday where do we stand on this this is where Tony Khan can take a lesson in diplomacy Carl Anderson is still going to defend that belt, which means he has the possibility of retaining that belt and going into Wrestle Kingdom this January, which he's already been slated to be part of Wrestle Kingdom this January while under WWE contract. Wouldn't that essentially shit on the idea of the Forbidden Door? Not only does that shit on the idea of the Forbidden Door, but it shows you that this is a real Forbidden Door and doubles down on everything Triple H said in the last year about Forbidden Doors. This is how you get business done. Because the comic, the, the casual fan, if you will, and you know how we feel about the casual fan, has no idea of what a never open weight championship looks like. Or New Japan, for that matter. They've heard of it, but watching it, knowing knowing the fact that he's a champion over there, like, sure, broader audience, painting with a broader uh, broader paintbrush on a bigger canvas to a degree as it relates to New Japan. Forbidden Door pay-per-view opened up New Japan to a lot of eyes that were unfamiliar with the product. Now that Triple H is casually in the ear versus being forced into the ears of the announce desk people like Corey Graves people like Michael Cole people like Booker T 
people like uh, who who else is on is on the stick right now? Uh, Wade Barrett, who's now on SmackDown, by the way, can freely make comments as to the championships being held as you hear other championships that people formerly held being touted while matches are going on. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Carl Anderson's belt come out on WWE television prior to the defense in, in Japan. Because all it takes is once. It takes one time or one one talent exchange. Like people act like WWE slash WWF have never done like interpromotional stuff. Like did nineteen ninety seven just not happen for y'all? The the one belt they blurred out on WWE TV back in nineteen ninety. What and actually it wasn't that belt. It was it was the new version of that belt. But yeah. But the new <clears throat> version of of the of the NWA ten pounds of gold. We actually had the ten pounds of gold prevalent on Monday Night Raw for a week for months. That angle just that's the that's the grandfather to what it became the NWO. I mean like actual people from other promotions being touted as people from other promotions wrestling on WWF pay-per-views. Royal Rumble 97 is full of that. It's a whole triple A six trios match on the card. Mil Mascaris is in the Royal Rumble. No yob. <laughs> Jose, Jose Lothario was all over storylines for Shawn Michaels. The great Sasuke like they pretty much peeled ECW for their uh, opening opening uh op- no not not the opening shows like uh third or fourth car match on the car for barely league they pretty much peeled that and put it on one of their pay per views <laughs> and that's how Kyantai happened but here like, but here is, here we are new yeah here here we are in an era where. We've so we're so far removed from 1997 that the new fan from that time frame is 25 years old, and they were babies, if not even born, uh, when 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 it happened the first time. I get it. It's just like the last 20 years make you forget about the 20 years before that, which is fine because it's generational. 25 years is good enough for a generation. That's fine. Do it bigger and better, which is happening, but also be consistent. Don't let it be a one-off. Triple H can actually I'm teach a, lessons with this shit if he wanted to. I'm one of the people who believes, like, especially with with the the wide scope of wrestling that goes on outside the WWE universe, you really only have to do that shit once to get what you what you need out of it. Now, a wrestling fan, they may want a full story to play itself out and have a big payoff. As far as WWE is concerned, with ratings and you know approvals and all that different type of marketing shit, someone from New Japan just has to show up once, and one time. That's it. We have the luxury of living. Show up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say show up one time and we cashing out, and we ain't got to do shit else. We have the luxury of living in one of the hottest independent pro wrestling markets in the country arguably in the world there are so many independent organizations working with one another shouts out Lou Gotti um, here in the DFW area and 
you if you really wanted to like the people who are champions in these organizations in this in this part of the country could easily pop up on wwe tv and act the ass if they wanted to namely gang shane taylor a whole lot of fucking gang shit also namely gang Former champion, JTG. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. We are deeper. Can you imagine the reinvented JTG or Shane Taylor popping up on WWE television with a with an independent belt that no one knows anything about? And God forbid they actually come in and actually win a match. Or or, mm. or or better yet, what if what if now the, here <laughs> hits blunt. Hear me out. Oh shit. What if they actually lose a match and the belt on WWE television to a contracted talent? What do you do for that independent organization literally overnight? To quote Cameron Grimes, oh, what? to well, we don't give a fuck about that. Nah, we don't, but we could. Yes, yes to the moon. Why? Why the and fuck? And because not? we can't answer that question, why? Why? <laughs> and because we can't answer the question, why? That's why it won't happen. <laughs> like, why am I giving up this kind of real estate? And I mean, like, I, I understand people might think it's it's a good faith service to the business, but fuck all that. We're here to make money. Not only so why it, why am I giving up this kind of real estate? Not only not only good faith gestures going uh, going falling by the wayside, but you don't want to you don't want to give up a bag for a company that can't give a bag back to you. Hence, why the AEW WWE Forbidden Door actually is good for business. Hence, why Triple H realizes that the other biggest promotion in the world, because it's arguable that New Japan and, and WWE are one A and one B. How? How is it arguable? You arguable one would ask, considering that Japan is an island, literally. Well, here's how: they run in the fucking Tokyo Dome at least four times per year, and even if you don't pack that bitch out, thirty-something thousand fans go up in that bitch. You can't say that about any WWE show that's not in a fucking uh, a stadium or, or a domed arena or outside and up in this bitch simultaneously. That makes all the sense in the world. Plus, it's a brand that everybody knows or should know. But you will now. You're trying to do this global expansion. I'm pretty sure you would like to have New Japan on your side if you were ever to decide you're going to try out Japan or just run some joint events in Japan, do a talent swap in Japan feature a couple of you know whoever in japan like not on american television since you're trying to build global oh here, here's a good idea word on the street is the european championship is coming back hmm nxt uk was just dissolved hmm rebranding coming soon nxt europe would it make sense that the european championship is part of oh i don't know nxt europe since it is under the WWE I mean, umbrella, here's another one. I mean, here's another one. Will on the spray, New Japan talent, 
was also in the cruiserweight uh, challenge or a cruiserweight uh, uh, what's it the, the cruiserweight classic. What's my man Zack Saber Jr. Samesies. Why not have a New Japan talent carry the WWE uh, European Championship and do work in both ta- both areas? Especially if you're gonna be on that side of the globe any fucking way. What a novel concept. We won't even talk about all the uh all the European talent that has, has moved to Orlando as of late, showing ass on NXT TV. Now you're you have you're not dealing with Vince anymore. You, you have the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship, both work rate work rate titles on WWE main programming. If you're going to expand NXT that much, you can, that, they're big enough for two work rate, work rate championships now while you still have a believable badass as your champion in Braun Breaker. It's not that hard. Speaking of believable badasses, we saw the return of a 300-pound albino gorilla by the name of Brock Lesnar take out Shelton Benjamin prior to his United States Championship defense against Seth Rollins which we knew here we go again it's funny how last week got deleted this shit is gonna have to come back Kung Fu Panda is uh has been crowned your winner and new USA Network United States Champion <laughs> uh you have they needed a champion on on USA and they got it. Seth Rollins has been hosting Monday Night Raw for the last month and change. He's been he's named it Monday Night Rollins. And now he's the champion of the network. And this the main show on that network. I can't call it the flagship show for WWE anymore, even though it's been around the longest. SmackDown is kicking Monday Night Raw's ass weekly. <laughs> So, where do where what happens with Brock and Bobby next? Saudi. That that brings me to a previous match that we talked about earlier. How many times per year do we see a fight pit match? After what we just got, I don't think we need to see one anytime soon. You don't think we would get Brock and Bobby in one just for the sake of saying you got two MMA talents, one of which is undefeated? Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. Hell the fuck no. No. I'm a proponent of saying you shouldn't see another fight pit until it's been revamped. Hell, bring back the lion's den cage. That was closer to where you want to be with this whole thing. This shit we doing now, it's it's aesthetically ugly. It's awkward. And if if the two people aren't going to work an MMA style, this shit's corny. The only thing that I I recall that was MMA about that uh, match with Riddle was the knees, the knee strikes and the uh, the the choke out. Which ended up making the shit anticlimactic. 
Like, you want to put Riddle over in what would... Okay, what I argued last week is that if you're going to make this a thing, you're going to have to brand it. And you should brand it with violence. It's called Boy. the fight pit, not the hug center. It's not the hug hole. It's, it's not. It's not. High, <laughs> it's not high five alley. It's not. It's not fist bump row. It's damn sure not hit row. <laughs> you see what no, I did there? <laughs> no, no. It's not pinky swear palace. When 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 Randy Orton got his head busted to the white meat, fight pit was perfect for that with Brock Lesnar. Twelve to six elbows to shut a match down. Perfect. Yes, that's the that's the kind of finish you need for fight pit, like that. <laughs> Jump in. You need you need that type of finish. What, what's what's my man? Uh, big you big, need a, uh, big John McCarthy. Get Big John McCarthy in that bitch. Don't get Daniel Cormier in that bitch. You need a flash knockout. You need something spectacular so that this looks like, oh shit, this is barbaric. I know you. That's a Vince McMahon word. That's a straight out of his vocabulary playbook. <laughs> but it's it's fight pit. So somebody should get hurt. Not for real, but you know what I mean? Fight in the damn somebody pit. Somebody should get slept. <laughs> and we we didn't we didn't get that. Now, kudos to, to to Seth Rollins for trying to pull off the the Rob Van Dam tribute gear. I wish he had gone uh full singlet pause. Because it would have given the look off, and it would have gotten more cool points. <laughs> but it's 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 fucking irritating because you didn't do sh- other than the fro- frog splash off of the side of the cage. You didn't do shit like Rob Van Dam works, and Rob Van Dam could hold his own in a fight pit. Rob Van Dam would have climbed to the top of that bitch in one fell swoop into the frog splash off the top of that fucking platform. Rob Van Dam would have held both fists out and told you pick one hand. <laughs> pick him. <laughs> He'd have put both his fists out and told you to pick one. That's the shit we need in Fight Pit. Pick one. Close, closer to the shit we saw in Raw Underground, not closer to the shit that we saw on Saturday night. <sighs> well, like I say, now you need, you need about a year. Hopefully you don't see this come around again until extreme rules but this doesn't need to be an annual thing this is this is a an attraction that needs a match not a match that needs an attraction you think there's something that's going to be a staple for extreme rules i hope not because then you're going to start forcing matchups you don't have you don't have very many like you have people that, that can work strong style but when you're trying to get something to be believable, like you actually want this to feel real. Otherwise, it's just a cage match with no ropes. Boy. So there you have to be very selective about who you put in it. Like if the next one was like Shinsuke and I don't know. Pick one. Shinsuke and someone else who supposedly can fight. Shit. <laughs> Let's use a little WWE logic here. How about Shinsuke and KO? 
That's literally his motto. He's a prize fighter. Okay, see? Fine. Great. I, I 100%, we can't go in there trying to work. Re- <laughs> We're not working modern wrestling. So just, no. If Shawn Michaels was your favorite wrestler growing up, this ain't for you. <laughs> and I appreciate this. I appreciate the in-ring stylings of, of Shawn Michaels as much as anybody. But Fight Pit, he is not. Yeah, Shawn, Shawn Michaels will never go into the Fight Pit for anyone. Just doesn't make sense. Like that that would have been perfect for like Kurt Angle and uh Ken Shamrock. Yes, or, or Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Or Shelton Benjamin. Man. And Bobby Lashley. Man. Like but now it the 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 scope of Fight Pit is so sour, you can't go back to that with Bobby and Brock. Makes it no, it would sh- first of all, it would shit on what you did in Extreme Rules, which already shit on the match. Like it needs time to breathe. It need it needs to be organic. It does not need to be an every year thing. Like we know it's coming. It does not. Ne- Elimination Chamber has worked itself into becoming a, like okay, we know this is coming once a year. This is how we get a a number one contender for the the other match. It's it's worked its way into being that, but it didn't ever need to be that. Like Hell in a Cell doesn't need to be a big five pay per view. It just needs to happen whenever it comes around. When you have a match that is befitting of such, yeah, it needs it needs the match needs to be built to get to Hell in a Cell because that's that is the the penultimate blow off. Right, you don't need to know Hell in a Cell is coming. It'll find you. Yeah, speaking of someone who. Could have the propensity of hopping into a fight pit. Uh, nowhere in the near future, but somewhere down the line, standout talent Gable Stevenson, NCAA national champion. Don't you wish fight pit on him? Uh, well, Don't not, you wish that evil on him, Ricky Bobby? Well, last week after we went off air, we realized that we missed a uh, a wild story featuring Gable Stevenson. In which he had to have emergency heart surgery to correct Wolf Parkinson White syndrome. For those of you not in the know, it is a uh, it is a heart disease or heart uh, syndrome, rather heart condition, uh, in which signaling pathways between the heart's upper and lower chambers causes a faster than normal heartbeat. Um, it is also used uh, one of the treatments is to use a catheter to stop arrhythmia which is an irregular heartbeat no thank you anything involving the heart is serious anything involving cutting open the chest to get to the heart is even more serious this was potentially deadly and on top of all this we find out that Gable Stevenson is training at the, at the PC full time because he's not getting up to speed at the clip that WWE wishes him to be that's Which also seems like complete bullshit yeah, man I, I, I really don't know I really don't, I really don't know what to expect 
from him going forward as it relates to WWE, especially with the rumors of him wanting to return to college. But even now, I don't even know if that's going to be possible to compete on the uh, on the collegiate mat anymore. Uh, recovering from this while still going through training. I mean, hopefully it's it's we're good to go because the last thing we need to see is the unthinkable on live television. Definitely wish a speedy recovery and the best of health to Gable Stevenson in regard to uh, his, uh, his heart issues. On another note, let's take it over to Jacksonville real quick. AEW has a new signee. Another one? Another one. Renee Paquette. Mrs. John Moxley is Uh now all elite. Uh Aha. It didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that she was going to be on the microphone somewhere. She kicked off this week's AEW Dynamite. Which, in fitting fashion, happens to be the very first AEW Dynamite north of the border in her hometown of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And why didn't we have Lance Storm? (laughs) Because we couldn't be serious for a moment. And he's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's what. That's the fucking problem. We can't be serious (laughs) for a moment. (sighs) He's a few provinces away. He's all. He's also had some uh, verbal diarrhea. Well, some uh, some digital diarrhea as of late too. But that's another conversation. But uh, also on AEW Dynamite, we saw the return of Sean Spears, who has been missing in action. You are one step closer to reuniting the Pinnacle. I I I, I called it right here on this very show. Months ago, like this, this is long term storytelling for your ass. Like he, he really did call this, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I had no belief, none whatsoever. And what was crazy? So that makes two things in AEW I've been wrong about. I'm wrong about Wood reassembling the Pinnacle, and I am wrong about Hangman Adam Page having it. I'm dead wrong, and I'm sorry. When you, My fault. When you have high hopes, <laughs> and somebody uses a blow dart to blow down the hot air balloon, are you kidding me? That it, man gave himself a knot on his forehead and checked that bitch like he was bleeding. How do you? Well, because because like, it, it feels like it when that when that happens, it feels like you're busted the fuck open, bro. How do you mouse yourself on live television? You're bro. not you're not Terry Funk, and if you were. Terry Funk oh. wouldn't mouse himself on live television either. Oh my God! Like I, I've never in in all of my years of watching this beautiful sport, I've never seen anyone mouse themselves before tonight. That is by far first. I'd never want to see it again. But let's think about that. If, that, if, that, you, <laughs> if, if you've ever heard any of these, you've ever heard any of these terms. Let somebody swim. Let somebody swim out the water. They'll figure out how far they can go. Or giving the person enough rope, they'll hang themselves. <laughs> this is exactly what I watch happen. <laughs> I watch that man hang himself. Wait, I uh, hate to use that terminology, but but it's, for but, real. but it's hangman, and so it makes sense. But what's crazy? He, what's crazier? Hangman, is- hangman Page hung himself. 
was crazy earlier. On live television in front of everybody. This was in response to Moxley calling him a boy. And what does he do? Act like a petulant fucking child and beat himself into goddamn oblivion. Like, bruh. And it was one second I was like, okay, he might be rounding a corner with this. And if you just shut up right here, you'll be good. No, we're going to talk for another three minutes. It took less than two it, minutes for that mouse you know, to pop up out that hole. And then he was checking it the rest of the fucking promo. Like, yeah, way to show me you're a tough guy. Now you're checking on your own wound that you put on your head. All Mox had to do was sit there and say nothing. That's it. That's all, all Mox had to do was sit there and say nothing. Hangman Page dug a hole for himself and then covered it while he was in it. If it wasn't for the fact that Hook is actually signed to AEW, the best thing Moxley could have done in that promo after that after that shit happened was turn his back and just stand there. Ah oh, man, this is terrible. <laughs> and and now we we're this sub- is terrible. We're subjected to seeing this match on Tuesday Night Live as they have a. Uh, it was it? Oh no! Uh, Tuesday it, Night Live, huh? So we finna go. We finna go back to beefing with NXT. For one night only, it's baseball playoff time, and it's in Moxley's hometown. All right, we know you. Okay, we we know. Everybody we, say they mad about counter programming and shit. You better make sure you put your best foot forward, because I mean, not all these NXTs gonna be taped forever. In fact, I think next week is the is the first one back from the uh, from the hurricane. I believe. Mm. Here I am. <laughs> Rock right like back a- from a hurricane. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is you better you better put your best fucking foot forward or you're gonna get embarrassed out here in front of your mama and everybody. But it's a damn shame that Hangman Page cut such a good and utterly bad promo. <laughs> like the whole line about I give you my shot and then I give you my word and I give you my word I'll be AEW champion. So after you lose, your word ain't shit either. And if your word ain't shit, then you You ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. This oh, is terrible. Man. I apologize again. I was wrong. I was wrong because I didn't know better. I hadn't seen enough of that guy. I just saw matches. I didn't realize all this other shit was the way it was. Damn, I was wrong. He, hold on. So he he watched all of his friends leave. He watched friends get buried. After he By was, who? After he was called a child. I just, uh, <laughs> he tried. He, and see, okay, we always, we always have these conversations about fighting for for creative freedom for talent, and then you have people that do shit like this, and you're like, yeah, I kind of see why they script promos for people. This is the equivalent like, of calling. Yeah, this is this, this is, is why. This is the equivalent of calling an artist trash when they bring their lyrics to the stage on paper and recite them in front of a live crowd this is the equivalent of that these are things that you wish to never see 
but you know it's possible that either it's been done or it's going to happen. I am 100% out. <laughs> Do you hear me? I am 100% out on anything for Hangman Page. I, I am. I don't care what you do. AEW. I do not care. AEW Dynamite does have some, you know, less than stellar shows. Rampage seems to be can't miss television. I don't recall a bad episode of Rampage, but there was a streak where there was not a bad episode of Dynamite too. I mean, they were coming out the gate swinging oh, real tough. Oh, I do. I've seen. I've seen some bad episodes of Rampage, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they. We don't get to exist. see MTR. <laughs> we get to see FTR on one, so it's, it, that's always a win for the squad. But yeah, like it's it's rough, it's tough sledding in AEW right now. It, it, it I, can be really good, and it can be really bad. I tell you one thing. I mean, AEW still is appointment TV for me, but Tuesday night at the second or the second half hour of the second hour, I probably won't be tuned in. See, and, and this now is, your baseball, your your baseball fandom is kicked in. So now it supersedes anything that's happening on that show. This is not a um, this is not a knock on Moxley, but after he proved the point of that promo, I really hope that this match is as short as the CM Punk match was. I do not care to see this match now. I knew what it, I knew what the four foregone conclusion was even before it was booked but after that I, I have no desire to see this unless there is a a higher than than normal chance that Mox goes off script and like Abdullah the butchers this guy <laughs> I don't care like unless he gonna go full scale Abby with a dinner fork I don't care <laughs> I do not care this guy is fucking awful man I, I tell you something I don't really care about the, to hear one more iota of but just for market research <laughs> there's a there, there's some uh, precursor shit for you uh, Tales from the Territories this week highlighted the Andy Kaufman Jerry Lawler feud which I don't know how many times we need to see that shit or hear about that shit unless there's some shit that we didn't know about like let that dog die meanwhile next week we have the AWA and the week after we have championship wrestling from Florida that shit I'm interested in hopefully it's good <laughs> hopefully it's good we're dealing with a, we're dealing with a lot of issue that you've kind of seen stories told about it before like if you if you were if you were outside for the the WWE DVD collection of releases about all this different stuff. You've pretty much been outside on a on AWA, um, even part of the ch wrestling uh, championship wrestling from Florida is from the uh, the Dusty Rhodes story because that's a major part of his career. So some of this stuff for me is going to be at least familiar, and I think I like the stories better when I have no clue about any of it. And I guess that's a that's a byproduct of just doing too much research. One, so one, it's my own fault. One of the biggest stories from Championship Wrestling from Florida, outside of its longevity, is the fact of the the uh, I, I guess you would call it the 
untimely demise of the Grams as it relates to not just the territory, but also their their lives. Um, hopefully that's highlighted, but you know, I, I won't I won't go too much into detail of that because that's gonna take away from the thunder of the show. But hey, um, that's what that's what the show is there for, and that's what we're here for is, is to help you pick out your viewing for the future weeks. Also, returning back to Philadelphia this uh this October the 30th at the 2300 arena in Philadelphia the old ECW arena if you will MLW Fightland is back um interesting to note you're gonna have real one Enzo versus Mance Warner you have the return to MLW of Davy Boy Smith Jr which is absolutely crazy because he was signed to WWE last year, did not show up on WWE TV and was released before he even got back to TV. But also on mm. this card, we have the Samoan werewolf, Jacob Fatu versus Leo Rush. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> you heard me right. Um. <laughs> We've got to get Leo here so that we can we can talk some sense into him about his choices. Like we get we gotta fully integrate him as gang so we can get him to stop making foolish decisions like this. I mean Why would you why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> hey, here I am. Why would you do this? Here I am making plans for Monday Night Raw on the same night as this, hoping that we would get a, uh, a Jacob Fatu sighting in the crowd as he loves to pitch a tent here to DFW Metro. I, I did hear an interesting story that I actually, I agree with. What? Jacob Fatu would have been a better solo in this particular situation of Bloodlines. Like the role Solo is playing now, Jacob Fatu would have played just as good, if not way better. We we've had numerous conversations on how to introduce him into the bloodline from from our standpoint. Not on the show, of course. I mean, not all conversations are privy to public knowledge, but we've seen Jacob Fatu enough just here in person to the, our our first introduction to Jacob Fatu was in fucking war games inside of a one hundred degree fucking tin box in the middle of, of Texas summer. This is true. This man ran full speed across the ring, scaled the ropes, and hit a picture-perfect flash moonsault inside of a war games cage. Completely ridiculous. But, and the way it was explained to me, it made perfect sense, because, like, Solo looks really young. He is the younger brother of the Usos. So, of course, family dynamic-wise, it fits. But Jacob Fatu would have given you the element of danger like he's a cousin of the cousins. So it's like, we're all family. We all know you. But this motherfucker is unstable. <laughs> the second, like, com- the, the second coming of Umaga. This motherfucker is complete. Right. He's completely fucking unstable. And that alone makes it to where this shit might implode. No one expects at any point for Solo to be the reason this shit doesn't work out. <laughs> so for that reason, I totally understand the reasoning 
that I was given about Fatu being a better a better choice than Solo in that particular situation. And then uh, we were talking about people haven't we haven't seen in a while. You made mention about Keith Lee. Like, ever since they lost the tag team championships, I don't think we've seen Keith Lee, have we? Not that I know. Of. Wait, I take that back. Um, as an episode of Rampage, where he he without Swerve confronted that claimed right before. As a matter of fact, it's the Rampage before Scissoring Day, and it was a backstage segment. How? But it's just it's really awkward. How do you say? My team wasn't really a team without saying my team wasn't really a team. Better. Definitely say it better than you're saying it now. (laughs) Better than showing up on TV without your partner to confront the team who defeated you for your belts. No rematch much? Nah. Nah, that's that's just poor. That's just poor booking. Like, no one should tell you to walk away from that situation like that. Facts! Like, yeah, you can't even blame talent for this. I can't blame Keith Lee for that. Like, there's no creative. Like, there's. Does this story have an end? Or is it just to be continued? And if it's going to be to be continued, what's your cliffhanger? They're putting Dukes on a shit sandwich. Say, man, I. (laughs) (laughs) You're not not just going to keep putting anything on a plate. Uh, this this is what you're not fucking gonna do. Oh man, you're not gonna waste my groceries just putting any fucking thing on a plate. It's obvious you're that just we not like gonna do it. We like to eat and like to eat well. We we right. eat, we we facts. We eat like we were raised properly. Fork on the right, knife on the left, Actual. type shit. We need others to be able to come to the table and bring your etiquette. Just. <sighs> Just uh, have have a morsel with us. Let us show you what to do. Matter of fact, Suave. Yeah. Uh, because for a nominal fee. Soon to be. A phenomenal fee. We will slice off some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. <laughs> Show BrokenPistolBC dot com, BrokenPistolBC at gmail dot com. That's at BrokenPistolBC on all things social. At BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 Uh last and certainly not least, we have. Oh, I didn't delete the Kung Fu Panda. Good for us. Last but certainly not least, uh, Wrestling World lost the uh, the last. Uh, tough enough winner and Sarah Lee uh, due to uh, unforeseen circumstances at the age of 30 our heartfelt prayers and condolences go out to her and her family we will drop this 10 bell salute in your honor and uh, yeah you, you can catch us back here with, with some more good shit and about 7 hot ones uh, in the meantime Suave Take us to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down.